Alternative Radio. Today's episode, Missy and I are talking about the value of now. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. everyone to another episode of On Finding Peace. This is the podcast where Missy and I talk about daily life tips where we can help find our inner peace and our happiness and to be able to live it on a daily basis regardless of what's going on around us. So today we're looking at the value of now, uh, living in the present. So I see, once again, Missy is living in the present inside, not outside. A little warm? It's too hot out there. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. I don't want to melt on camera. It wouldn't be pretty, I'm sure. (laughs) And you're you're outside enjoying it. I am outside. It's, It's a little humid and muggy. We had rain earlier and rain coming in, so I'm kind of in the midst of not an eye of the storm, but it kind of feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's been pretty nice here. It's not been too bad, but it is a little hot out. So I figured I'd, I'd stay inside and, and feel a little of the cool breeze. <laughs> nice. And I hear, I heard nice. your birds in the background a little bit ago and, and boy, that just definitely uh, brings you into the moment. So it's, it must be nice being out there. Oh, it is. I, I try to spend as much time out here as I can, except for those who do uh, watch our videos um, in the colder months. I'm in a shed, but uh, <laughs> um, so, yes, I do try to be out here because we, we do have a lot of wildlife. I, I have a lot of uh, squirrels that run around and the birds that go by. Um, my dog sit next to me. So nice. Yeah. If you hear ruckus, he's going to go chase the squirrel that he never catches. Nice. That's awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Yep. Definitely. He lives in the power of now. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the value of now. He definitely understands uh, the value. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always been tempted. And here I'm going to give this out and people are going to take my idea, but I don't really care. Um I've always been tempted to, you know, write something or, or do a, a talk on the mindfulness of, of dogs. Um, oh, yeah. I really do think that the, the more you're around them, the more you study them, the more you think about them, they're living in the present moment. Uh, Absolutely. Partly because that's all they know. Uh, they don't know anything different, but regardless, they're living in the present. So, so, okay. I mean, you know, it kind of applies to the conversation today. So I'm going to go ahead and ask, do you think that, that dogs don't, uh, domesticate based on past experiences? I think we as humans get in trouble because we know about time. Hmm. So we can sense the passage of time. 
you know, I, I know what time we started this video. I know how long we're going to do this. I have an idea if I'm at a function that seems to be going longer than I thought it would. I start to get antsy because <laughs> I understand the concept of time. Right. The dog doesn't know a concept of time. I agree. So with the that. dog doesn't know it's, you know, this time o'clock. And at this time o'clock, I'm going to whatever. And, you know, when it's this time, I'm going to do this. Um, you know, I leave the house. I come back. The dog doesn't really know how long I was gone. Yeah. Just knows that know. some moment I was there, some moment I wasn't. The next moment I am. Doesn't yeah. really understand you were gone for so long, you know. Oh, I, I can totally agree with that because I I walk out the door and I go to the mailbox and I come back and my dogs are like, oh, "You're back!" and I'm like, "I was like two seconds out the door." However, when it comes to like feeding time, you know, or knowing when I get up and what my routine is in the morning, um, I have one dog that whines at the same time every morning because mm. she's like, "Hey, it's time for you to get up," and my other dog paces near the food bowl when it's five o'clock because that's about the time I feed her. And um, so anyway, I just was curious because I think that when I talk about the power of the, the present moment, right? Um, I think that part of society's trouble is that we bring the past into um, mm -hmm. into now instead of you know letting now be what it is a new moment a new opportunity we bring in uh past beliefs and so um you know in some books that i read they call it domestication right where where we learn from our past mistakes but we bring it into the future and so i'm just curious you know that's why what brought me to that point with the dogs mm -hmm. is because i feel like you know if my dog gets in trouble and i'm yelling you know hey, don't do that. And, you know, the dog's like, oh, God, I don't want to be in trouble. And then as soon as they do that same thing over again, and I'm like, get inside, you know, go to your room, because we have our crates, what we call the dog's room, you know, and um, they go to their room, but they understand uh -huh. that, like, uh oh, I did something I shouldn't have done, you know, so <laughs> I'm just curious, like, you know, it's definitely interesting to explore something like that, you know, based on yeah, um, animals, not not humans. Oh, and, and I totally agree. And you know, my fascination with the cognitive behavioral piece is typically the behavioral piece. So right. this plays right into, you know, what, what I look at, and definitely when you look, let's say specifically with dogs. I mean, they're, they're going to learn, but I, I'm going to put the learn in quotes in the sense that they can become conditioned. So what they remember is the re, you know, something happens, the stimulus, and then there is a response to the sure, stimulus. Sure. So, right. and we all have our cycles, you know, I mean, some yeah. people, not me, but some people can get up in the morning without an alarm <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yeah. You know, they're really good within those cycles. So I, I think that's where the dogs come in. You know, if they're sitting mm. at that food bowl at five o'clock every night. It's a cycle. Yeah. Right. Their body is telling them in that 24-hour period, this is about the time that I'm hungry. This is 
you know, what I feel. They don't yeah. know it's five o'clock. And I'll bet right, with right, the right, right, right. daylight savings time change and all, It'll be I'll bet that messes later. them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, so you change the clock over to say, you know, six o'clock and, and, you know, they're, they're not going to be there at, at that new time. They're probably going to yeah. be there at until you recondition them. Right. Right. To that hour difference. And then eventually, you know, they're, they're going to get it. So to me that, that also explores what's important about the mindfulness and living in, in the present because <laughs> For me, the past, I think it is only important for lessons learned. But I agree with you. I think we sometimes bring too much of our past to the present, even though the past is over, or we're dwelling too much in the past and missing the present moment. Where for animals, and especially the dogs, they learn from the past. So they know what certain things mean. They know our tone of voice. They know the because they've been conditioned to know that. Yeah, so it's their the education. Energy. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're yeah. not sitting around thinking, you know, well, what do I do to, you know, please, you know, somebody or, or what can I do to get in trouble? I mean, that, that they don't think that stuff through. They just act. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and I think that that in some way, shape or form, we are conditioned not to do that. Right. You know, because uh, curious little children, we want to do things. We want to climb. We want to touch hot stoves. We want to. And, you know, we've been told, you know, we've been conditioned not to do things um, of that nature. And so I think that it definitely conditions us to bring those things into the future. Like I have, uh, you know, I have three children at home, um, my niece and my two boys. And, and it is a very difficult thing for me to do to not try to control their behavior. Uh, you know, being mm. that, that I'm, I'm working on letting them tap into their own intuition because I have an inner spirit and they have an inner spirit and it's going to lead them to everywhere they need to be. Right. And, and then at the same time, there's certain behaviors that I, was taught not to allow, right? And, or certain age uh, stipulations. And so that's been a practice for me so that I can, you know, try to be now instead of where I came from or what, what I think that their behavior should be. Um, so it's definitely been something that I've been challenged with lately. And, and um, it, it, I guarantee it's all because of my own conditioning, you know, and, mm -hmm. and me not being present. Well, and, and that's really what I think is important for us to know is we are the products of our history. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to remember that, you know, where I am right this second, if we want to look at being, uh, you know, present. So right this moment, my values, my thoughts, my morals, my opinions, I mean, all of that stuff has been shaped and formed by my history. So positive or negative, I don't like to use that. The point is, it just is. Right. And what I like to say to my clients is that if you don't like who you are right now, then you change it. Mm. And it's easier said than done, but it's possible. It's not that I'm stuck with yeah. who I am right now, because then I start to learn different ways 
I, I can recondition myself sure. in, in certain ways. It's, it's, yeah. it's a muscle one way or another. And I, I mean, like that has been so prominent for me lately. Like, you know, I'm practicing, you know, I'm practicing doing something different. And sometimes it's really hard because, you know, I feel like I let my mom down, you know what I mean? Because I know she programmed me, you know, lovingly to be mm -hmm. this certain way. And when I kind of go against, well, well that's different. Um, maybe there's a different way to look at this. Let's change our perspective. Let's see if we can make this work. Um, you know, and then there's things I'm sure she wishes she didn't teach me, you know, um, uh, we can, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this is, is the, you know, the mental thoughts that you have that are, you know, um, that are not good for you, right? Or mm -hmm. uh, what we would consider negative. And we would feed that, like I would spiral down a rabbit hole. And of course, that's not being present. That's, that's, that's a, uh, living in the past or trying to predict the future with those things, that's definitely not a presence. Um, and learning that there's other voices, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say like there's voices in my head. I don't mean it like that. Right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that if there is. However, the voices that I particularly or want to hear from are the ones that are going to you know, make me feel better about myself. And it's okay if you fail, it, it, it's okay, you can move on or you just keep moving forward or that didn't work out, we'll try something different, right? Um, and I can only imagine that like people from our past, like uh, what is it, um, uh, who created the light bulb? Thomas, Thomas Edison? Uh, Edison. Yeah, a thousand different ways, right? To not make a light bulb. But he just kept going with it. And so that voice mm -hmm. had to be prominent of like, you're going to get it. This didn't work, but just keep on going. It's just not the time. Things didn't line up properly. And um, and I think that that's a presencing voice in our head, right? Where we just can brush it off and go, okay, well, what's next? You know? And right. um, because it is a new moment and a new opportunity. And um, again, <laughs> I'll, I'll give a prime example. Last week, I was I was fussing at my son, my oldest son. He's a good kid, wonderful kid, very smart. I have nothing but good things to say. And he drives mm -hmm. me crazy because he's my son, right? He yeah, does exactly. it intentionally. So it's, it is actually quite humorous <laughs> when I'm not in a, uh, a mental headspace where I'm, I'm trying to be in the masculine mode of getting things done. Um, but I happened to be fussing at him. And in the moment that I was fussing at him, pointing his fingers, realizing that those three fingers were coming right back at me, I was able to be in that moment and go, how is he reflecting you? That's presence right there. Mm -hmm. And I immediately stopped and was like, okay, I'm done. And walked out of the room, thought to myself, okay, you know, where, where can I be better about, you know, the reaction that I just had? How can I diffuse my own emotions over it? And then within two minutes, I literally was like, okay, come downstairs. You know, like, I'm sorry I yelled at you. I shouldn't have yelled at you. I love you. And, um, you know, we're going to both try to do better. I'm sure, you know, and then we moved on, but, but it was, it was like, that was the presencing voice in my head going, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. There's, it takes two here. He's showing you something. And I was able to be like, thank you for that gift. Right. Thank you for the uh -huh. gift in that moment of being like, okay, well, maybe I'm being selfish. Maybe this is me being selfish because I think that's what the argument was about. And um, so I was able to look at that and, and heal 
just that quickly, just the, the mm-hmm. recognition of the emotions that I had and how I was feeling towards him. I was showing me myself. And um, yep. so that's, that's huge. And that takes practice because mm-hmm. I haven't always been able to do that. It's usually hindsight. Oh, I shouldn't have yelled at my kid. You know what I mean? But in that moment, while I was doing it, I was like, okay, this is, this is not where I want to be right now. This is not what I want right. to be doing. And and there is that big difference of looking at, you know, after the fact saying, okay, maybe I shouldn't have yelled at my kid. And then you'd ask, you know, well, why shouldn't I have? And, you know, all of that versus in that moment to be able to stop yourself and have that reflective nature to say, you know, wait a minute, I, I need to change what I'm doing here. Right. Um, it's not working. Yeah. And the only way we can do that is by focusing our, our thoughts and, and energies into the present moment. Right. You know, when we're distracted with the past or living in the past, we're going to be anxious and non-reflective because we're dealing with a time period that we can't control. Because mm. it's yeah. over. I mean, it, it's done with. I can't go back there and fix it, change it. Um, and the future is the same, you know, if, if I'm worried about, you know, what's going to happen in the future, yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. I, I, you know, I can make some preparation for what I can imagine could be the future. Right. But in reality, I, you know, e- there, there's way, nothing that I can do. They, either way you look at it, it's an illusion in the mind, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm not saying it's an illusion that it ever happened. That's not what I mean. But it is an illusion of, you know, what you could do to change the past or what you can do to predict or control the future, right? Right. And the, the amazing thing about being in that moment, in the power of right then and there, was... There was no guilt. There was no shame. There was no beating mm-hmm. myself up. There was there was none of that. It was just like, wait, okay. It immediately diffused my emotions and yep. had me correct myself to be like, okay, wait, I'm standing on the ego side. I want to be standing on the spirit side, looking at him, loving mm-hmm. him unconditionally. And so in order to do that, I need to correct where I'm standing first. And right. um, I don't, I, I encourage our listeners to practice that, you know, mm-hmm. um, because everybody's like, you know, the people that I talk to, the, my, my clients come to me and they say, it's so hard. It's so hard. I understand <laughs> it's hard right now, but it won't be hard forever. It's like learning how to ride that bike, right? You didn't jump on and immediately, you know, have your balance and know everything that you were supposed to do. But yep. as you practice and you got better and better and better and, it can happen that fast. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people will be able to just be like, oh, I do that all the time. And and <laughs> the rest of us will be like, jaw dropped, what? Like how, you know? But it's really, it's just being in the practice of, of yep. centering yourself, you know, coming from your heart and looking mm-hmm. at other people constantly with love. And when you notice that trigger, if you just recognize the emotion in that moment, it will help diffuse that that trigger right. immediately. Yep. Well, when I have clients who are talking about all of the anxiety that they feel, and I 
talk to them about anxiety from my own experience of, of mm-hmm. lots of anxiety and how I've worked through that. But it, it's similar to one of the practices that I encourage them to do is that every time you feel anxious, if you stop yourself and notice where is my thought right now, where is my head, where are my mind, because it's going to be either in the past or the future Mm. and consciously bring yourself back to the present moment. Because in most cases in that present moment, there is nothing to be anxious about. The anxiety is coming from that uncontrollable past and future. Yeah. But in most cases, I don't need to be anxious right now. And if I do, if I am in a situation that in this present moment, it, it, needs to be anxious well then that's my normal reaction to get me to do something so what am i going to do about what's happening in, in my present yeah. situation so either way you're going to reduce your anxiety by bringing your thoughts to the present moment well and that's there's there's a couple things there so there's the react slash response mechanism that we all have because usually when we're in that past or uh present predicting we are we are reacting not responding mm-hmm. um and two you know i can remember i said to one of my coaches when i first started coaching you know how do you tell the difference like how do you know that you are in the past or predicting the future or actually present and <laughs> i can't really use the words that she gave to me um because they're a little explicit but she said, yes, it's basically, you, it's, yeah, yeah, it's the difference between a punch in the face or, you know, let's just say eating an ice cream or, or something that you enjoy, right? Like, uh, yes. you know, so if there's a difference and you just know and you feel it, right? And mm-hmm. so um, I encourage you, I mean, I just want to encourage people that, that, just remember, it's just that practice. It's just keep doing it over and over again, even no matter how foreign it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it will get less foreign feeling because we've we've been yep. flexing that muscle of the opposite for so long. It will just feel strange and, and weird and challenging. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, this is natural. This is what I feel good about and I enjoy. And, you know, um, I mean, some of the things that you can do to presence yourself is really just, you know, go outside, listen to the birds, listen to the sounds mm-hmm. of the crackling in the in the leaves, the squirrels running, the birds chirping, whatever. And it will really tune you in. Of course, people say breathing constantly, you know, yep. like you can't go a breath before or go a breath after you have to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or a yawn before or a yawn after. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just, I just would, you know, encourage people to do little things like that, practice little mm-hmm. things like that. And, you know, it, it's very similar to what we were saying at the beginning, you know, with the dogs that you condition yourself over time. Mm. So, you know, when I talk to my clients about doing this practice, you know, that, they have taught themselves over time to stay in the past or the future. So when you're there, you consciously bring your mind back and consciously meaning you're going to probably have to tell yourself, come back to the present. Yeah. 
And if a moment later you went back to the past or the future, you're going to have to say again. And it becomes this, the this tedious, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, why, why do I keep doing this? Because, yeah. you know, we learn through that repetition. You're reconditioning yeah. yourself. Yeah. And eventually, and it's not going to take that long, but eventually that's going to be your new training. Yeah. So eventually something is going to go wrong in life. And you're going to realize for a moment, I'm not stressed. Why am I yeah. not stressed about this? Right. Yeah. And then you realize you automatically stayed in the present yeah. to deal with it. Some, something else is, uh, you know, that comes to mind as you say that is, is really awareness and observation, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can be watching a really good movie. Right. And if you're really, really watching this good movie, you're into it. You're like, I am a character in this movie. I feel those emotions. I'm, I'm anxious. I'm scared. I'm, you know, sad, whatever it is. And then maybe somebody in, comes into the room and sits down beside you and you're like, oh, my gosh, that that startled me. Right. Which pulls you right back out of the movie so that you're watching it, not uh, not in it. Right. The same thing goes for life. Life is that way. We sometimes can observe what's going on around us, which keeps us in that present moment, or we become part of the movie. And as you become part of that movie, you, you, you're watching, you're in it, and you can't always be, um, what's the word I want to, I want to use, um, impartial. Right? You can't be impartial to the situation if you're in it because we have our emotions, they kind of take over. We have our, our ego, our judgments, all those things when you're in the movie. But as you observe and see what's going on around you, you're able to, to take that step back and, and, and really get the guidance that you need for that moment. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, I wrote a uh, blog post. It's still up on the website somewhere. Uh, about this caterpillar crossing the street. And that's one of those things, you know, like what we're saying about living in in that present moment, because when I was taking a walk and I saw this little caterpillar on, on the road, trying to cross the road, consciously took a moment to reflect on the caterpillar, you know, and, and realize you know, what it looked like, what it was doing. But then I also tried to, so it sounds strange, but you try to get into the mind of the caterpillar. Yeah. You know, and, and realize, you know, thinking about the small caterpillar crossing the street, that street must have been an ocean. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and to think of like, you know, the the area where I'm in, this caterpillar understands only such a small portion of this greater world that I understand. Right. But I'm sure I don't even fully grasp how great and big this world is. Yeah. Amen to that. So I think part of this, you know, also is when we move into the present moment is is trying to put things into perspective Mm. that when things get really tough for us to remember that perspective that, you know, we are, but a portion of something which is much greater uh, than we could probably ever imagine. Because uh, I know that Caterpillar, if given the ability to imagine, could not imagine a world the size of our world, given its no, experience. For sure. 
you know, yeah. so what's out there that we haven't yet experienced. Oh, yeah. So we can't even imagine, you know, what's there. So I think I just thought of a listener challenge. Oh, perfect. Cool. Because, I mean, here we are, you know, we're talking about the value of now. And we started out with dogs and now we're talking about a caterpillar. And what if we just sit back and, and take some time to observe nature? Observe mm-hmm. the animals, the creatures, you know, the plants, everything in nature and observe, you know, how they watch and, and do things in each moment, you know, how natural it is for them. And um, I mean, it doesn't seem like much. And I'm sure that everybody could fit this into what they're doing in a day, you know, but like the yep. butterflies flying by, you know, and, and the way that they they flip from, from plant to plant or, you know, whatever it is, but just watch them and observe how easy it is for them to just be in that present moment. You know, I, uh, mean, I like it. Yeah, I think it's simple and I think it's very easy to incorporate and, and hopefully would help us learn a new way to shift our perspective on on now yeah and for those who are going to say i'm just way too busy to be able to do this because i used to be one of those people that would say i'm just way too busy to be able to do this set an alarm on your phone for five minutes yeah you've got five minutes you know think of the time that you spend how many of the five minute chunks you spend just chit-chatting with somebody else throughout the day Mm. or how many five minute chunks do you spend going to the restroom? Maybe (laughs) you add an extra five, you know, minutes to one of those. Do you take smoke breaks? Think of all the smoke breaks you take. And if you're that busy, you probably need the five minute break. Oh, you definitely (laughs) need the five minute break. (laughs) You will be so refreshed afterwards. (laughs) So we, we all have the time. If, if we set it as a priority, do it you're going to find five minutes. I mean, it's not like hmm. you're asking them to do an hour or something, you know, it's, no. you know, we, we all have that ability to find that piece of time. Oh yeah. I think so too. I like this. Well, that was, that was pretty cool. I really appreciate it. And uh, so, so glad to be doing this with you every day. I mean, every, every other week we do it and, you know, we got some new things coming. I think that we got some great ideas coming up for you guys, uh, our listeners. So we appreciate when you hashtag on finding peace and let us know about the listener challenge uh, that you did. And um, we'll see you again next time, Chris. Yeah. And, and just to add to that listener challenge piece, I think this one would be a good one for people to take pictures of what they're looking at in nature. You know, so is it a leaf? Is it a butterfly, a bird, a caterpillar, or whatever? And send us those uh, pictures. You know, what well, what is it in nature that you're looking at so we can vicariously enjoy your bit of nature? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, yes, as always, this has been wonderful and definitely appreciate all of our uh, listeners and you know, if you do like what you hear, please do spread the word and uh, let all of your social media, all of your friends uh, know that we exist and that we're here. So all right. thank you, Missy. And thank you to the listeners. And everyone enjoy your day. All right. Bye bye.